This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the dumpster diving of dumpsterness. It is It is me, Mark, along with my co-host, Mike. How are you, Mike? Party on, Mark. Party on, Mike. You know, there's a um an old saying. <laughs> no, there's a website called how many how many of me dot com. Are you uh are you aware of this website? No. It basically you can put in your first name and your last name and it tells you how many people with your name ex- you know are in the United States. Oh wow, that's a lot. And my <laughs> My my son, uh, his first name is Stefan, which apparently is a, a pretty uh, uncommon name, I guess. Uh, for Well, the way we spell it anyway is pretty uncommon. Um, so I put him, his in, and his first name combined with his last name, uh, there is, it says there is one or less people in the United States that have that name. So he is the only one. He's the only one with that exact name. What's this website called? It's called HowManyOfMe.com. It's a weird name. Yeah. It says there are 331,664,058 people in the U.S. How many have your name? So this, this, by the way, this is just U.S., not worldwide. Well, who Um, cares about the rest? Yeah, exactly. But uh, if you're curious, I put your name in just now. And there are 1,915 people with your first and last name in the United States. I'm surprised there's not more. Yeah, mine's only like, mine's more than yours, but my, mine's like 2,000, something like that. Like, I think 2,000, um, like 2,500 or something like that, basically. Um, wow. but, but it's weird because my last name is pretty common. Your last name is also fairly common. Um, and your first name is is incredibly common. Mike or Michael is the fourth most popular first name in the United States. My, I just checked my older daughter. There's 71 people in the U S with the same name as her. That's awesome. It's kind of cool to be that unique. And for my youngest, there's 109 people with that name, which I'm kind of surprised by, but yeah, me too. Actually that they're, yeah. And they both have their uh, they both have their uh, email addresses already secured, so that's good. Oh, there you go. That's so they a- both have like uh, they both have geriatric woman names. So for <laughs> all I know, the other people with the same name as them uh, aren't old enough to use or too old to care right. about computers. Right, they're all ninety. <laughs> they might be. Yeah. Uh, pretty soon it'll just be them. <laughs> They'll be the only ones left. Could uh, be. But. Uh, on this show, we talk about things that are fun. You like to talk about fun things, right? Like, and I also like to make sure that not only myself but all of our loyal listeners are current. That's true. So we should keep current uh, right now. Dun, 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 I was just thinking we should we should come up with some kind of like segment theme song for keeping current with Mike. Yeah, probably. All right, this is uh, this hey, is. An I've old got favorite. a good theme song that we could use. What's that? Uh, <laughs> like your current version of Lady in Red. 
exactly. <laughs> All right, where are we going today? I'll give you one guess. Is it Bossup? Bossup.com. Oh, yes. My favorite one. You know, why don't we just make this only Bossup? That's the only website that I really get true joy out of. Me too. I love Bossup. All right. First of all, the way whoever wrote this uh, headline is a fucking idiot. <laughs> Brought to you by the geniuses of Bossup. This is clearly quite exhausted. That's that's how they describe someone. Okay. Clearly quite exhausted. Kevin Gates gets shaded over alleged freaky flick. Rapper responds. Kevin Gates? Are you familiar with Kevin Gates? Uh, no, I don't know who Kevin Gates is. Ah, damn it. I was hoping you were. I don't know who he is. Okay. Well, Kevin Gates apparently is a rapper. Oh, yeah. It just said that, Mark. Come on. Kevin Jerome Gilliard. (laughs) What a name. Why? There are so many rappers that have names that sound... names. Yeah, that sound like they they should be friends of Thurston Howell III. (laughs) Well, hello, yeah, like Calvin Bro- like Calvin Brodus, you mean? Yeah. Kevin Jerome Gilliard, better known by his stage name, Kevin Gates, is an American rapper, singer, and entrepreneur. He is currently signed to Breadwinners Association. Oh, is that like that TV show, Breadwinners? Oh, I, I hope not. That's- yeah, that, that's a bad one. With a, with a partnership with Atlantic Records, his debut album, uh, Isla? Or, I don't think, that, I don't think that's supposed to be Isaiah, because it would be a... That'd be a capital, another capital I in the middle of the word. So I think it's Isla, released in January 2016 and peaked at number two in the U.S. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so apparently he's a pretty, uh, he's a pretty popular rapper that I've never heard of. He's from Louisiana. His associated acts are Boozy Badass, Gouda Goody, Gouda Gouda, NBA Young Boy. <laughs> Someone's there's a rapper named NBA Youngboy, <laughs> Rico Love, and Starlito. Some of these rap names, I'm telling you, like Rico Love. It's like, did you guys come from the 70s? Right. <laughs> Just time traveled uh, here. Isla. Let's see. Am I say, am I saying it right or is it Isaiah? How do you spell it? Well, see, it's I S, and then there's. There's what could be an L or a capital I and then a H. Yeah, I think it's Isaiah. So it's just for some reason they just capitalized the middle letter as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go with that. Isaiah. Anyway, uh, Murder for Hire 2 was his next album. So that's good. That's good. I'd listen to it, but I didn't listen to Murder for Hire 1. Yeah, I think you probably want to listen to the first one. So now that we know who Kevin Gates is, he has uh, a cross tattoo in between his eyebrows and several tears. Yeah. So no offense. No offense, Kevin Gilliard. You uh, you don't have to search us out. Right. But yeah, I don't know what this freaky flick is, but he's getting shaded. Well, apparently. And uh, he's clearly quite exhausted. Apparently. Quite. Apparently he's had an alleged sex tape leak. So good for you. I think that means you're officially famous now because you had a sex tape uh, leak and people care. Very good. Good for you. Our next headline, Motorola Razor Music. Ludacris and Nelly's Vokai Lord Verzuz sends Jersey dress Twitter into a tizzy. Okay. 
I don't know if I understand any of that. Uh, least of all, the fact that Motorola Razor is still sponsoring things. Yeah, I, I didn't know there still were uh, Motorola. I have a Motorola phone, actually. It's not a Razor, but I do like their uh, phones. They're good for them with their Razor. My mom, when she was alive, had a Mo- Motorola Pink Razor, you know, like like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh i i'd he- i heard something about nelly and somebody else doing some kind of rap battle and then nelly's wi-fi didn't work super well oh, i don't know if this is what that is yeah i was, I was thinking about nelly uh, the other day i'm like i haven't heard from about nelly in a long time exactly where's kelly i want to you know <laughs> i need to hear from her too if we're gonna hear from nelly i need to also hear from kelly And Ludacris, I think Ludacris is possibly the worst rapper in the entire world. Have you ever? Are you familiar with Ludacris? Luda, yeah, I know Luda. Yeah, he has like the worst, like most obvious rhymes you've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he yeah. fills cups like double D's. I guess. I guess he he knows how to quickly and furiously drive cars. Is my my guess is what he saw on right. Yeah, Nelly and Ludacris overcome severe weather issues and Wi-Fi or severe weather and Wi-Fi issues for Verzu's battle on Instagram Live. I don't know what that means. Verzu's is that another rapper? Yeah, I don't know the Verzu's part. That's really throwing me off too. Let's see. Apparently, Verzu's is. I don't know. Um, hmm. Is it? It might be like a. Like a FaceTime type thing or something. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that that uh, we sound old as fuck too? <laughs> well, not really because you know, uh, Nelly and Ludacris are our age or older. That's true. Okay. And so, them have like released an album in like 30 years. So Verzu's apparently is some sort of like... Uh, website or maybe streaming service. It's VerzusTV.com. Um, I think Nelly owns it. Okay. So good, good, good luck, Verzus TV. Uh, when you go on there now, it just shows um, snow. <laughs> it just shows static, like it's a TV in the fucking seventies, and it's after midnight. It's just so going it's like the Tigers FST channel. Exactly. It's just going to test pattern. Oh Great. fuck. Verzu's TV, nice. Nice though. They have their own YouTube channel. They've got 10.4k subscribers, which is kind of sad because there are, there are YouTube channels that are just hundreds of millions of subscribers. Yeah, it's not as interesting as watching children open toys. Apparently though, it's all just Oh, I think Oh, okay. It's not Verzu's. All the if any young kids out there are listening to us, they think we are the fucking oldest people in the world. It's versus. It's just spelled all stupid. V E R Z U Z. So it's versus. Um it's fucking dumb. But all it is, apparently, is rap battles. We got Teddy Riley versus Babyface, uh Rizza versus DJ. Uh you got T Pain versus Lil John. Uh, you got Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh. Those are some terrible lineups. Yeah, Swizz Beats versus Timberland. Timberland's not even a rapper. I guess he sort of is, but yeah, that's dumb. The Dream versus Sean Garrett. Ryan Sean Garrett. 
Ryan Tedder versus Benny Blanco. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, <laughs> none of these. The, the most viewed one of these so far is 5.6 thousand views. <laughs> and that's RZA versus DJ Premier. Yeah, I, I don't know who uh, DJ Premier sounds kind of familiar, but obviously RZA is the leader of the uh, Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, but Ryan Tedder versus Benny Blanco—that's one point one thousand views. I think I ha- might have some dumpster diving videos that have more views. <laughs> that's that's pretty sad. <laughs> All right, my third story. I scrolled down a bit for this one. This one's just kind of funny, and I've heard it in the regular news. Uh, and, and the headline is, "Come on, man." <laughs> a barber in New York contracted the coronavirus after defying shutdown orders to keep cutting hair. Okay. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Why are you doing that, man? Kind of, yeah. It's like, come on, man. You're probably spreading coronavirus to people, too. I mean, if you got it, you probably do, would you? Ba- <laughs> you know, Bossip, uh, this, is, this is an important thing for Bossip to talk about, too, because I've heard uh, that... You know, this is hitting minorities uh, particularly hard. I mean, anything, any bad thing that happens is going to hurt minorities and the poor more than it's going to hurt the rich people. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, come on, man. Why are you doing that? Right. Is is getting your hair cut that important? Uh, Mine looks pretty ridiculous uh, about now. But, yeah, I, I see it's important to some people. I mean, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I, I, I'll send you a razor. Mike. You can just shave it off if you want. Well, I could use my man groomer, but I lost the uh, the cord for it. <laughs> oh, speaking of your man groomer or your man groomer, um, and uh, which is actually um, manscaped. <laughs> That's, what That's what I meant. The manscaper. <laughs> speaking of that, um, in uh, about uh i don't know in a little bit like a week or two um i have uh, i think about two weeks i've got uh something to send you i got a little i got a little i get a little cash to send you oh nice i hope it's a cord too <laughs> i didn't ask them to send a cord but but it's uh it's oh, it's the the other payment for uh for nice. for groomers so Remind me, I I got to Venmo that to you or PayPal or whatever. What what do you use again? Venmo or PayPal? I don't remember. PayPal. Okay. I'll hook you up. Well, I'll pay you what what you're owed. It's not really really hooking you up. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be like my boss, but I can't wait to hook you up and (laughs) pay you some money this week. Oh, thanks, Thanks, man. man. (laughs) Cool. What a hookup. Oh. Uh, anything else from Bossip? Uh, that's about all I had time for. All right. Well, busy man. This week we watched uh, another episode of the Green Book Room. Yeah, this one had Mark Marin. Uh, let's see, Andy yeah. Dick is in this one. Um, this it's an Australian guy. I don't know his name. It's not like it's not Jim Jeffries, so I don't know his name. Exactly. Except that's what I was thinking the whole time. The whole time I was thinking, man, you're no Jim Jeffries. <laughs> There's also an Australian guy on one of these episodes, and the one with um uh Jimmy Carr. I can't remember his name. Tim Tim something. Oh, okay. Tim Minchin, is that correct? Tim Heidecker? I don't think so. I think it's like Tim Minchin. 
But um, yeah, he's also Australian. Okay. Yeah, do, would you think Australia would have a lot of comedians or not a lot of comedians? Because it seems like a pretty ideal place, aside from like the poisonous, like uh, venomous animals. Well, from from what I've uh, heard from the Weekly Planet podcast, <laughs> not very funny. Um, there, there's a pretty, there's a pretty sizable uh, comedy scene in in Australia, and they have. Uh, a comedy festival every year, like a like a pretty big comedy festival every year. Uh, so I guess you know, obviously, oh, 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 oh. It, it's hosted by Yahoo Serious. So I just <laughs> no, uh, let's see, Brendan Burns. That was that his name? That's his name, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, Brendan Burns, uh, Australian stand-up comedian and author who mostly performs in the UK. He is known for his aggressive stage performance and offensive material. Well, yeah, do something with that, you freak. <laughs> on this uh, on this episode, he was known for mostly not saying anything. Yeah, for being kind of quiet. Yeah he he talked about he talked about uh, being drunk and going into his own asshole to pull shit out and then yeah. smear it all over the wall, or as he said, getting creative with it. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's that's all he said. You know what's funny? Is he, Jim he Jeffries is on the next episode, by the way. That's funny. He, is that the, oh, that's the one with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul Mooney? Yes, that is correct. Because a couple of comedians are on like two episodes. Oh, another fun thing was at the beginning of this one, um, Penn Jillette shows up for like two seconds. Mm-hmm. It didn't, didn't he do the, isn't uh, Paul Provenza also involved with the aristocrats? Yes, yes, he is. That's that's probably why Penn was in there though, because they were probably shooting that around this time or somewhere near it. Yeah, it's funny because I thought I saw um I saw him and I was like, oh, is this the one with Penn? But it wasn't. But he's he's on this season though. Oh, I didn't know Penn was even on there. That's that's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think he's on with uh Tom, he's on with Tom Smothers and I think Martin Mole. Oh yeah, that sounds like a very Penn uh, Jolette type uh you know panel. Right. But yeah, Andy Dick was on here, as you mentioned, uh, Dana Gould, uh, you know, uh, probably most famous as a, as a television writer, uh, you know, stand up as well, but as a TV writer, he wrote, uh, for the Simpsons did voices on the Simpsons, uh, and Andy Kindler, another like prototypical, like eighties comedian. Yeah. Both Dana Gould and uh, Andy Kindler, like Dana Gould, I wasn't even sure uh, who it was? I asked my wife who that was. You know, before he said his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the person whose name I've heard quite a bit, Andy Kimmler as well. But I'm not, you know, very familiar with them, and I wasn't especially, you know, impressed, you know, by them on here. Mm, yeah, yeah. David Gould is or Dana Gould is like. Um, someone mentioned. Someone was like, because he said something like uh, about some demon com- like coming uh, out from the ground, and he used a name. And someone was like, "What did you just come back from the uh, the uh, Dennis uh, Miller?" like seminar or something like <laughs> comedy seminar and uh and someone did the the real quick hey, yeah hey babe um but uh but yeah it's he's he's like that he's he's you know like cere- like i don't want to say cerebral is in like you know he's smarter than everyone but his comedy is like that it's like miller's where it's it's based on you know the the last book he read basically <laughs> 
Yeah, I really feel like uh, Dennis Miller is uh, really doesn't get his due anymore. I mean, I know a lot of it's a politicization of like you know he's like obviously mm-hmm. a conservative Republican type character. Right. Know, and, you know, most people don't think of those as like comedians, but he's a very funny person. You know, oh, for even sure. If you don't factor that in, and he's also responsible in, in some ways. You know, for people knowing who like you know uh, Norm and like uh, David Spade, he brought mm-hmm. up a lot of people to SNL that he admired and liked as comedians. I mean, he really doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was in the, you know, he was part of the hiring process of, um, of the great, uh, Phil, um, uh, Hartman. yeah, the Phil, great Phil Hartman. That's one of my favorite, like casting stories ever from Saturday Night Live is Miller. Uh, you know, Miller's like says to like, they, they ask him, they're like, you know, so why should we hire you or whatever? And he's like, what are your special skills? And he goes, um, Phil Hartman says, I can do any accent, name any accent and I can do it. And Dennis Miller goes, uh, French. And he goes, Ooh, I don't do French. (laughs) 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 And everyone cracked up and then he got the job. (laughs) Oh my God. But yeah. Um, no, I, I like Miller a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, like you said, I, I, I listened to, like, I've listened to, um, his radio show before and so I, I still think he's funny. Like I don't I don't he I just a podcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but I you know I, I have been meaning to. I don't necessarily agree with him about everything that he talks about or whatever, but I don't need to. Like I don't have to agree with everyone to find them funny. But yeah, um the the star of this is obviously Andy Dick. <laughs> Even though he didn't get to yeah. talk as much as and Andy Kindler kind of dominated the conversation. It doesn't in the Kindler kind of look like a, a Bob uh, Saget's brother, like. But if he went through that machine that, like, in the movie The Fly, and like reassembled, but, like, not quite. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yep, he does. I, I know. Like, I, I the thing I know him from the most is Doctor Katz. Oh really? Wow! I didn't know he's been around that long. Yeah, like he was he was on Dr. Katz because like Dr. Katz basically just started out as, um, you Jonathan know, Katz stand up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like people would come in as the, as if they were talking to their therapist and just do their stand up bits. And that's basically all it was. Um, but yeah, he uh, he was on that. And he like I, he's been around for a long time. And Andy Kindler's like he's one of those uh, like like ditch diggers that's 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 how i think of him he's a he's a very he's a very like steady working comedian he's funny he's not great he's not a superstar like he's no one that you're gonna want to be like fuck yeah you know get uh get me kindler um <laughs> obviously but, but he uh but he you know he works and you know he he entertains a certain number of people you can plug him into uh you know as a second or third or whatever at uh catch a rising star or whatever or uh the last famous club uh across the street um see an aging has been <laughs> jeez <laughs> it's the opposite of catch a rising star um he was on everybody loves raymond too that's right because he's like friends with ray romano i've never seen one episode of everyone loves raymond really i like everyone loves raymond actually it's a good oh, I, it's a good show it's a solid show i almost I almost watched this. Uh, I think it's on Hulu. It's a documentary, and it sounds hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's uh, one of the the creator or one of the creators like tried to bring the show over to Russia. Oh God! 
and it's like and it's like you know like everybody loves Boris or one of those kind of things, you mm-hmm. know. But it's like about the whole process, and I, I haven't watched it, but it sounds fascinating. Interesting. Yeah, that doesn't. I, you would think that that's the type of show that could go anywhere, basically. Uh, because yeah, I, don't, I, I don't really even know what it's is. A guy like a postal worker or something? No, he's a he's a sports writer. Uh, but we don't. You know, you you rarely ever focus on his job. Mostly, it's just about him and his wife. Uh, and then they're and Zenu is harassing that bitch. Exactly. Oh, wait, is that that's not the same thing as she's on a different show? I think. No, yeah, she's on Everyone King of loves... Queens. Yeah, something like that. She's on King of Queens, which which I think aired before Everybody Loves Raymond back when it was you know it was actually on. Um, but yeah, she was on that. She she rejected Zenu uh, though, and and all his teachings. Now, now. now she goes around and talks about how crazy it is. Now she, she's like Jenny McCarthy. She's just making money off the same shit she was like fucking people over for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, not exactly. But uh, every time we see, uh, like, uh, I turn the channel and uh, what's her name? Jenny McCarthy's on, like, the, uh, what is this show? The Mass Singer? Okay. She, oh, it's yeah. Like, that's right. Yeah, it's, like, it's like this woman's making millions of dollars a year. And does anyone remember that she was telling people that vaccines will kill your children? Yeah. Exactly. When I mean, if they give, yeah, if they have a coronavirus vaccine, how many people aren't going to do it because of fucking people like Jenny McCarthy? Oh, don't take it. That'd be great. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Just uh, but, I mean, let's be, let's be honest here. She's got at least one body on her hands, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's got at least one 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 child is probably dead from like the chicken pox or something like that because some idiot like had listened to her and said, "Oh, I'm not giving them vaccines." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rubella, that sounds like something that the New World Order came up with. Rubella, isn't that uh, the person that played Blanche on The Golden Girls? <laughs> <laughs> but WWG1, WGA. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think she's, I think she's personally responsible. I think everyone that doesn't know what they're talking about and, you know, says what, like, just, you know, expouse, exposes ideas and spreads ideas that are untrue when they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. I think they're responsible for, you know, things that happen from that. Great. Ugh, I, everyone needs to take a page out of Socrates's book. And that, you know, if, if, if nothing, I think people come to this podcast to hear Socrates's thoughts, if nothing. but, but he said, so or Socrates, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, somebody went to the Oracle of Delphi. I don't remember who, but somebody went to the Oracle of Delphi and said, Hey, who's the, that's why that's how they addressed him too. Hey, Oracle. Who's the uh it was yeah, like guns? they were like they were like a heckler in a comedy. Hey Oracle. Uh who's who is the smartest person in all the world? And the Oracle said Socrates. So the guy went up to Socrates and you know, like found Socrates and was like, Hey, I asked the Oracle and they said you were the smartest person ever. And Socrates said, Well, if that's true, then it's only because I know that I know nothing. Great. And that's more people need to be like that. More people need to be like, you know what? I don't really know. I I I have no answers. I I don't really know what I'm talking about. These are just my opinions. These are just what I think. Yeah, more people need to hang out with uh, Billy the Kid at the uh, San Dimas Mall <laughs> exactly. uh, and mock uh, Sigmund Freud and uh, Abraham Lincoln. Try to get Genghis Khan back in line. Try to. Yeah, have watch Joan of Arc do a rope size. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, call Sigmund Freud a geek. Exactly. In the church. 
geek. <laughs> I like how Billy the Kid was just like so friendly. <laughs> he was too. Billy the Kid seemed like the nicest guy in the world. Right. Oh man, Billy the Kid lived during a time when he would have known that Lincoln was assassinated. Right? Wasn't that late eighteen hundreds or was that? Yeah, like eighteen eighties, I would think. Yeah. A lot of that stuff post Civil War. So he should have said something. Uh, are you familiar? Are you familiar with the author Harry Turtledove? No. There's a uh, he does like alternate history. Like he did like a really long series on uh, the Second World War. It was really I really like him. It's, he's a really good writer. I like alternate uh, history a, a lot. He did a book called Guns of the South, where it's like the premise was like these white supremacists went back to the Civil War and like loaded up the uh, the Confederates with like AK 47s and stuff. Holy shit! Okay. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. I mean, it's 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 interesting, you know, because it's funny because in that book, like they're mostly like more interested in like the uh, the rations they bring with them because mm-hmm. you know food is a much bigger concern to them than you know the guns and that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, he he has one that's like a, an alternate history where uh, Frederick Nietzsche uh, comes to the American uh, West, you know, and he's mm-hmm. and they call him like German Freddy or something like that, and he's like it's part he gets involved in the okay corral shootout and stuff. Oh wow! It's it's really a really interesting kind of premise, but yeah, it's kind of funny. It reminds me similar of like you know uh, Freud being in the uh, the old West with Billy the Kid. Yeah, I will definitely check that out. That sounds super interesting. Oh, I I actually listened to the uh, to the episode Would and <laughs> last episode, and I remembered now what I was gonna say. I was gonna tell the story of the how will you survive because we were talking about Ben. Oh, yeah. So allow me to uh, reveal you guys. Um, so when I got married, uh, our friend Ben came in from Las Vegas to to be there at the wedding. And he had uh, gotten laid off from his job uh, about, I don't know, a couple weeks earlier. He was like, you know, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because I'll be able to come and stay a little bit longer since I don't have a job to go back to right now. And, you know, I'll find something eventually. I'm, I'm looking at everything. And... I was telling my dad how Ben was coming into town and he just casually asks me, he's like, what does he do there? And I was like, uh, well, he worked at this place, but he got laid off. And my dad was like, oh, okay. And I, I, in retrospect, I guess I could have seen, I should have seen my dad just filing that piece of information away for later. (laughs) It was like he was gathering evidence. So at the wedding, at the reception, my friend Ben comes up to my dad and sticks out his hand and says, uh, hi, Mr. Phillips. Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm Ben, you know, Mark's friend from from Las Vegas. And he shakes his hand and he goes, uh, hey, what do you do out there in Las Vegas? <laughs> and he, <laughs> you thought you misspoke. he totally knew, too, though. And Ben goes, well, um, uh, actually, I just got uh, laid off. And my dad goes, how do you survive? <laughs> <laughs> i want to I, I feel like he was practice i like i want to know what happened but i i feel like he was practicing that line in the mirror like all before the <laughs> wedding it's just that was all he wanted was to be able to use that line like in the middle of the ceremony they go does anybody have anything to say your dad grabs the microphone he goes ben he's like yes Mr. <laughs> how do you <laughs> yes mr mark's last name uh yep yeah exactly <laughs> uh, uh carol already outed me in an, an episode in an episode uh, uh la- last week but don't don't come and find me there's like there's over two thousand of me in in uh 
in the countries. <laughs> it's not like he's giving away the city he lives in or anything. Yeah, exactly. Good luck. Good luck finding us in Benton Harbor. What if they send like an aged uh, Liam Neeson after you? <laughs> Draca Noir. Um, I, well, I, I, was re- I was reading some of this a uh, week. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I assume they all wear that because it's Europe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think they do. Um, I guess uh, at one point, uh, Lawrence Fishburne was being considered for the role of uh, uh, Zeus in the movie uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. And he actually initially had the role, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, it, it, then uh, I guess uh, there was kind of like a you know a back and forth. He wanted more money. He wanted to be billed above the title, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But then, like the producers went to Cannes that year, and they saw uh, Pulp Fiction, so they, he's like, "Oh, let's get this guy instead, Samuel Jackson." That's so funny. That's Which, a gr- it would be an interesting movie with Lawrence Fishburne instead. It would too. And then that one guy uh, that that famously uh, called Samuel L. Jackson Lawrence Fishburne, he wouldn't have been wrong then. That's true. Because he probably would have been talking to uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Or even better, the guy who uh, called, uh, what's his name? James Earl Jones. He called him James Earl Ray. (laughs) Oh, my God. And and it was like on like an anniversary of like Martin Luther King Jr. being shot or something. That's like a, that's doubly insulting. (laughs) Oh, my God. James Earl Ray. Yeah, James Earl Jones from from Michigan. Right. Yeah, because you just know the whole time the guy was thinking about the James Earl Ray thing. Right. He's like, don't call him James Earl Ray. Don't call him James Earl Ray. Hi, James Earl Ray. <laughs> ah. What did I do? Great. Uh, did you ever watch I'm Cinemasins? Cinemasins? Yeah. What is, is that like silk stockings? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. They uh, they oh, no. they go through uh, movie by movie and they sin them. I don't know. I can't. I, what? I can't really. I can't really describe it. If you if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen one, then it's it's kind of indescribable. Is it like a, like a parody video or something? No, they so they go they go to different movies and like they do like they'll say like everything wrong with um I don't know the original Batman movie, and then they go through the video and they say stuff that's wrong with it. Sometimes uh, it's movie mistakes. Sometimes it's like recurring jokes. Sometimes it's just dumb. Fair enough. Speaking of dumb, did you see they they moved the comments on YouTube? Yeah, I do not care for that one bit. I don't like it either. Especially on my phone, it's really weird to get to now. Yeah, I think they should change it back. Oh, I agree, Howard. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. But yeah, so the green room, it was uh it was green. Yeah, this episode was there was some kind of funny parts like uh when Andy Dick and uh Andy Kimmler were yelling at each other. It was similar to an episode of the Tom Green show where they're yelling like each, they're pretending to be each other. Mm-hmm. And again, everyone points out how like Andy it's funny how Andy Dick like like he thinks like like much like Norm Macdonald, he thinks people are exaggerating as to how his voice is, but it's really not an exaggeration. Right. The the funny so the two, to me the two funniest lines, um, of the uh, the two funniest lines of the show I think came from people not on the show. So the one was uh, the Austra- Australian guy talking about um, some some guy was heckling him or whatever, and uh, this is a different comedian, but some guy was heckling him, and so he like he he 
pulled down his pants and started masturbating. Like, started like playing with his cock or whatever. And he looked at the guy and he goes, uh, I don't know if you any, if you know anything about primates, but this is considered very disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, the, that idea is fucking hilarious. Um, but then the other one, which was funny, is someone mentioned The View and this guy in the audience, uh, another comedian in the audience, not on the show for some reason, uh, said, uh, hey, did you hear that uh, Patrick Swayze is going to be a guest on The View, but only communicating with Whoopi Goldberg? Um, because he he had just recently died. <laughs> and that's a hilarious, you know, like, obviously, you know, Patrick Swayze was awesome and everything, but it's a funny joke. But those were the two, uh, to me, those were the two funniest lines of the whole show. And they were delivered by people not on the show. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, they're okay. Andy Dick is funny, but he's not really like a stand-up comedian. I mean, he's, mm, yeah. he's he's like an improv kind of guy, I think, is my guess. I'm not really sure. But I mean, you know, he's... Uh, and like, know, he's, he's just kind physical. Of like you said, physical comedy yeah. and stuff like that. He's very good at that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it, there's no need for him to stand up and slip and fall on the coffee table or anything like that. So. Exactly. Uh, the Australian guy, he, like you said, he told one story. It was basically about him like pulling shit out of his ass or something like that. I, I don't know. Yep. And then Andy Kindler talked about how upset and angry he was all the time, but he wasn't really angry, and he was doing he's doing okay. He doesn't need money. Don't worry about yeah. him. He's doing fine. And there was, there was some kind of premise about like a, 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 a sitcom being developed just for Andy Kindler. That was kind of funny, but I'm not very familiar with Andy, Andy Kindler, so I'm sure I missed a lot of jokes there. Right. Yeah, it was something about the Holocaust or something. Yeah, that was involved. I loved the uh, oh a Holocaust story. That's what Dana Gold said. It would just be yeah, subtitled it, a Holocaust right, right. story. Yeah, the end part was the part, the funniest part about it. Where just like he, like he said, you he ends every episode just shaking, just shaking his fists. Hitler. Yeah, or just like when they kept mugging to the camera. Yeah, that was you know. I mean, it's again, it's very, it's very like eighties, maybe early nineties type comedy which can be funny in doses and at times but it's not i don't know it just it didn't age as well as other things did i guess right oh so but yeah and this is the first reference to rain prior in the series that i'm aware of she's yes in the audience in this one mm-hmm. um i think she's in the next one with jim jeffries it's her uh paul mooney Paul Mooney. Yep. Is Kelly Clark Kelly Clarkson? Kelly Carlin also on the panel, or is she in the audience? I think she's just in the audience. Okay, because I, I know she's a producer on that episode. I don't think she's a producer on the whole show, though, which is weird. Kelly Clarkson was watching from home, though, so. Probably. You got that right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, this is the episode where uh, like uh, Paul Provenza reveals that Rain Pryor, or no, I'm sorry, Kelly Carlin gave mm-hmm. him a pin from her father that he uses like for his weed. I don't know what he does with the pin for it, but whatever, that's what he does it with. I think he says he uh, just put it in the same, the same gotcha. thing to like sure. store it or whatever. Bobby that, Slayton, that's the that's the other person that's on that episode. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. He's the you know he, he talks like yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's Bobby Slayton, right? Bobby. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great episode, Bobby uh, Slayton. <laughs> I mean, that's really, that's really, that's literally Bobby Slayton. Yeah, you, you would if you episode, saw him, you'd know him. Yeah, this episode's okay. It's it's not the funniest. Um, it's no. not terrible. I mean, there it's interesting. I just don't really care for the comedians, except for you know previously mentioned uh, 
Andy Dick, I find funny uh, quite a bit. Um, yeah, the first yeah, two, the first two were obviously it. better. I think the one with Jim Jeffries and Paul Mooney and Rain Pryor and Bobby Slayton is pretty good. Um, after that is Robert Klein, Rick Overton, and Jonathan Winters, which I think is a decent Jonathan one. Winters? Yeah, Jonathan Winters is in one. Oh, geez. Yeah, because he's he has a lot to say about the modern state of stand-up comedy. Right. And then you get Frank Sinatra to show up. <laughs> what? He died. Jonathan Winters was like 84 when they filmed that. Right. Uh, well, you know what? Oh, I, oh what's the name? It's, I, I read something interesting. This, uh, it's not Robert Klein. There's another comedian with a similar name that I guess Joe Rogan's wife is like his daughter. Maybe it is Robert Klein. Okay. But it's just, I just thought it was kind of interesting that Joe Rogan's uh, married to somebody who's like the daughter of a famous comedian. Interesting. I wonder if he met him from uh, Andy Dick. Because I, I assume know, Andy Dick knows a comedian. Oh well, uh, what's his name? He was he was a comedian too, right? Joe Rogan. Yeah, he still is a stand-up comedian. Joe Rogan. What? Apparently, his wife's name is Jessica Ditzel. Huh? Yeah, I thought so. I thought I read that she was like Robert Klein's daughter or something like that. Maybe. Let's see. I'll tell you in a minute. As soon as I find out how to find it out who the fuck she is um let's see fuck come on okay let's see personal life so who is joe rogan's wife uh they got married in 2009 she comes from a big family and is one of six siblings five brothers and one sister um oh robert schimmel that's what it was. Yeah, she's she's Robert Schimmel's daughter. Okay. Isn't isn't Robert Schimmel the one who like married like his daughter's friend? Uh I yeah, the one guy in Hollywood that married No, he like he like pretty like famously had like a really kind of crazy life. He was on Howard Stern quite a bit, if it's what I'm thinking of. He was on Howard Stern quite a bit, yes. Um he I think he did, yeah. Um Yeah, he uh I don't know. He died around that time, actually. Um, but around the time that this, yeah. But I don't know. Let's see. Uh, as an adult, Shimmel suffered from cancer and had one of his testicles removed. He had a complicated relationship with his first wife, Vicky. We got married, then got the marriage annulled, then got married, got divorced, then remarried. <laughs> wow. Um, they eventually divorced permanently in 2000 when Shimmel became romantically involved with his second wife, Melissa. Uh, he Which got, I think is his daughter's friend. He got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. That's the the bad <laughs> the bad lymphoma. Great. Um, let's see. He was arrested in Calabasas, California, uh, for an alleged confrontation between himself and his wife Melissa. She declined to press charges. She cheated on him with a neighbor, apparently. Cheater. Cheater. He got uh, hepatitis C from a blood transfusion, and then he died waiting for a donor liver. I guess. Pretty crazy. I don't know. No, he actually died due to a car crash. Oh, yeah. Let's see. He was a passenger in the car driven by his 19-year-old daughter. Oh, it was revenge. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just joking. After veering off the road to avoid hitting another vehicle, the car flipped onto its side in high, Highway 101. He went to John C. Lincoln Hospital near Phoenix. 
And uh, let's see. He died of his injuries. Okay. Well, that sucks. It seems like he had a lot of diseases. Like he got sick a ton, um, survived it all, and then died in a car crash. That sucks. Great. Oh, what a great comedy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But at least he got to see (laughs) 9-11. I guess. (laughs) Do you ever think, like, do you ever, like, stop and think? uh, Both my parents are dead. Um, So neither of them had to go through this pandemic. Do you ever, like, stop and wonder, like, what it, I, I don't know, not what it's like, but it's like you know, what they would be like. I sometimes I think like how my parents would react now if they were still alive in this fucking pandemic. Um, Your dad would say it was just a fad. (laughs) He would. He would. (laughs) Uh, And he'd be right, too. He was right about laser tag. Oh, he wasn't right about laser tag. I still play. Do you? When I can play to win and play to survive or whatever. Oh, I play to destroy the other team. That's uh that takes on new meaning under the Crowbars. <laughs> play hard, play safe and play to survive. Just play hard, play smart and play to survive. Oh, play smart. That's right. Okay. Uh my accuracy was never the best. Like sometimes I had pretty good accuracy, but I it was hard getting the those those bonus points for accuracy. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, not a great episode. Um, we got other good episodes coming up of the green room. Much better episodes, I should say. This might be the worst. Not that it was ter- not that it was a terrible episode, but this might be the least good episode of the show. Yeah, I can see that. Although I don't know the Robert Klein and uh, <laughs> and fucking like that's gonna be an old ass panel, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that is our show for the week, half week for the for this time. We're done now. <laughs> yeah. Write to us if you want to be part of that hundredth episode. By the way, massive late fee at gmail dot com. Uh, don't come to my house. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next week. <laughs>